I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Know if that's how ghosts actually sound. Some do. I've been so, told. <laughs> and I not the ghost in this movie, yeah, but no. I don't. I, I was murdered. <laughs> I was murdered. 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 These movies, yeah, they're great. We're, we're all about ghosts this month, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Got more, Love them all. more ghosts than you can shake a tangina at. Yes, uh, a Ouija board. At, yeah, you know. <laughs> the Ouija board. It's like my favorite scene of this movie. We'll get I to think it, but so yeah, too. We're... Me too. It just, it makes so me funny. laugh every time. Diana Scarwood in this just steals every fucking scene. She does. Who doesn't want a friend like Jody? She's just so supportive. She's always good for a laugh. She she brings some wine. She does have that like complicated character beat, you know, later on where she doesn't right. reveal something. But yeah, uh, we'll talk about if that. This We'll get to it. it yeah, I um, think it's realistic, it, though, because, like, it is, if you it found is. this thing out, like, you wouldn't want to be the person to tell them, you know? You'd be like, oh, right. no. It's, like, it's a complicated thing, but it is realistic. Yeah. Like, you don't know how you would react in that situation. Exactly. Like, you know, it's easy to point the finger and be like, you Exactly. Know, like, why didn't you say anything? You're a bad friend. But then, like, exactly. I think about it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd tell anybody, though, because it's kind of like a lose-lose situation. Because, like, what if you're wrong, and then, yeah. like, they hate you forever, right. and then you've lost a friend, and it's it's just, the you know you tricky. find out you're yeah anytime you find out someone is cheating on you and yeah, yeah uh, or some, on a friend and then you don't know whether to tell them and I it's know. a thing yeah but it's really anyway. tough if this were made today I feel like Catherine Hahn would play that role <gasps> oh she's always like that the best friend, would you know. be amazing uh, first week right of girls with girls ghosts. with ghost month mm-hmm. woo what about them I don't know <laughs> well there are girls <laughs> and there are ghosts. There and are there are girls. The girls ghosts, are yeah. usually trying to figure out what happened with the ghosts, why they're being haunted by the ghosts, who hurt the ghost, yeah. and it's usually true. they find out at the end. And sometimes it's a it's a positive thing, and they grow and they develop. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just really fucking depressing. Yeah, they, they didn't just like come out of nowhere in mm-hmm. the year two thousand, but this was sort of the uh, resurgence of these films yeah. um, for whatever reason. Because you can you know, go back in time. There's plenty of. You know, oh um, yeah, like even uh, like let's scare Jess- let's go- let's scare Jessica to death to some the degree. Haunting and, like, and, the haunting and the haunting and the innocence, the innocence, and, uh, the haunting um, of Julia. You know, like the, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they've always been here, but yeah. uh, you know, then like the seventies and eighties came and they wanted stuff that was a little bit more rough and kind of you know mm-hmm. for the kids and yeah. these kind of more mature, thoughtful st- stories. Kind of just uh, if they were made, they were kind of like made for TV. You know, yeah. And yeah, then all of true. a sudden, uh, around like the 2000s, I think be- because of the Sixth Sense, I would say because of the Sixth Sense, that was yeah, it yeah. became by... in vogue again. You know, folks, you ever heard of M Night Shyamalan? I don't think that, that doesn't ring a bell. It does not it ring doesn't a ring a bell. Yeah, but it's true. That film was huge. I, I, I read it, oh, yeah. it was like 673 million against a 40 million budget. Like Lord. huge, unbelievable. But I mean, it was a great movie. I will still stand by that movie. I think it's a great movie. That kicked off sort of this whole. It didn't last too long, but a couple-year period here where we got a lot of these 
ghosty kind of thriller dramas. Mm -hmm. And I think what was happening in Japan, of course, had a big impact on this as well. You know, uh, Ringu was a huge surprise hit in 1998, Mm -hmm. and that's slowly started to phase over into the united states too and uh and of course we got the remake of the ring um and then remakes of every other asian ghost remakes of every others better than others and yeah it helped that steven spielberg was the one who spearheaded this thing and uh he found this script treatment by sarah kernakin and then gave it to clark gregg which clark clark gregg who's an actor um, a very well-known actor actor, you know uh He's big in the Marvel universe now, but yeah, he did a big giant rewrite on this and pretty much turned it into a script. That's why he's, his name is on it. Um, and then he handpicked Robert Zemeckis. So really, like Steven Spielberg is like the one who got this film made. Um, so I can see why you know big name actors would want to oh, yeah. be involved with anything Spielberg is attached Definitely, to. Definitely, yeah. And I mean Zemeckis um, was no slouch. I mean he used he yeah no just no Zemeckis come was, yeah. off of Forrest Gump, which was you know huge. That was a huge mm-hmm, cultural mm-hmm. juggernaut of a movie. Yeah. And so people yeah. wanted to work with him because he was always one to kind of push the boundaries of what you could do with a camera and the special effects. Yeah. And the, as the, you the can shooting see, yeah, wow, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He's like one of the most hit or miss directors for me. I swear. Yeah. It's like I either love the movie or mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, like, you know, back to the future and it's death becomes her. Like yeah. those are like favorite movies for me. And then this movie's pretty great. We'll get into it. But like, you know, some of the other stuff, you know, yeah. eh. I think it gets a lifetime pass for me because of those three yeah. movies. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, you know, very few people make that many films that are that great. So totally, he's totally. got to have something there that I like. Apparently, Harrison Ford was cast first in this, and then mm. Michelle Pfeiffer soon after. But both of them were his first choice for the leads. So wow. that's pretty cool. And uh, he apparently filmed this during a break of Castaway. Like, uh, oh, he had to I wait heard for... about that, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, he had to let Tom Hanks, like, lose a bunch of weight and grow a beard. <laughs> so he was like, let's go film a film while we're doing that. <laughs> we'll do a Hitchcock picture. <laughs> yeah, let's get a nice Hitchcock homage. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll go back to Wilson, the the, the ball. It it, feel, it feels like almost like the beginning of the 90s, they were still in, you know, doing all these sort of erotic and psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. And then those kind of got put aside for a couple years for the Scream era teen movies, mm-hmm. teen horror movies. And then very briefly... It's like there was a little bit of a resurgence of these like domestic thrillers, but now mm. there was like a supernatural angle to them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because this movie, it really, when it first start starts out, it could easily be just like a domestic suspense film, yeah. you know, because there's that yeah. sort of rear window vibe for yeah. really like the first hour of the movie with a the little first half of the movie, yeah, of supernatural. But you're still like, well, maybe mm-hmm. she could be just going crazy because there's mm-hmm. some elements of that. And then, of course, midway through it, it turns into full supernatural mode. <laughs> it takes a turn, on. yeah. Buckle up, y'all, because this movie is Buckle a roller coaster. Up. You don't yeah, know where yeah. this thing is going. Except, <laughs> I remember the trailers when this came out. I was so mad because they spoiled everything. Mm, and one of those, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I think even the tag the tagline was, he was the perfect husband until his one mm. mistake followed them oh home. Gosh. Yeah, because the movie does a pretty good job about slowly... I mean, you should probably figure it out before you do, but, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it, it, it does try to unravel slowly and give you little bits and pieces. Uh, there are a lot of red herrings in this, oh, with a lot of, God, like, yeah. random jewelry and keys and, like, yeah. things she's finding all over the little place. Little <laughs> objects. She likes to find yeah, the little, little objects from, like, the thrift yes. s- stores and stuff. She's like, where does this yeah. key go to? Yeah. It's a locket true. in my pocket. But yeah, before we get too deep, let's see if we have a topic of the week. I have a feeling oh. it's going to be relevant to what we've been talking about. Well, it damn so. better well be, or this wheel is getting <laughs> fired. I'm throwing it in the well with fired. some <laughs> and Sadako. And yeah. Anyway, everyone else down there. 
whatever little pasty white girls down there this this week. <laughs> Cindy, the TV's <laughs> leaking. We should have done Scary Movie 3 this month. Oh, well. <laughs> Damn it. So the topic of the week from Le Wheel, Ms. Fortune, is... <laughs> the new... We keep renaming her, don't we? <laughs> Le Wheel, Ms. Fortune. Ms. Fortune. Not Mrs. Fortune. Ms. Ms. Fortune. <laughs> She's like a drag a drag queen now. Do we have a drag a drag queen wheel? We probably should. I, I mean, I don't question her lifestyle. Whatever yeah. she wants to do. Whatever you want to do, know. girl. I don't care. Uh, but she would like us to continue where we left off from a couple weeks ago. But this time she would like us to talk about our favorite after they were famous horror performances. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you got to throw a bone to Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh, of course. Of because course. Because <laughs> they, they really... I feel like they made horror sort of more mainstream, honestly, because mm-hmm. Baby mm-hmm. Jane, everybody went to see that movie, like young, old, yeah. didn't matter who you were, because they yeah, were totally. in the film, and they were stars, and it, and they were together for the first time, and it was so exciting, and mm-hmm. on top of that, I mean, I mean, of course, it was just a great script and two great roles, um, yeah. but then that kind of kick-started the, the sort of um, Grand Dame Guignol sort of yeah, hag exploitation s- thing. Whole subgenre there, yeah. yeah. Which sure. I, you know, I kind of miss, honestly. I feel yeah. like that was so much fun just to see an actress who knows what she's doing in the prime of her career, mm-hmm. just going fucking nuts is so delicious oh, totally. to watch. We've talked about at some point doing a month of those movies. Oh god, yeah, yeah. There's some crazy ass ones. You know, Hush Hush, Sweet Charlotte, mm-hmm. Straight Jacket. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the whole. Uh, all the all the ones with like the question in the title, whatever yeah. happened to you know. <laughs> 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 whatever happened to my Auntie career and yeah. Blah, blah. yeah yeah whatever to my career <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Je- jennifer tilly and bride of chucky you know oh totally coming oh in God. and doing that yes but, yeah piper laurie and Car- carrie came out of retirement to do this and then oh, yeah. her career just seemed to get better after she did it i mean she because yeah. she yeah. Yeah. she's still working to this day in including like the faculty like the entire yeah. cast of the faculty but especially oh Piper Laurie it's like you know Selma Hayek came to do this like crazy baby, baby New Earth and like Robert Patrick like John Stewart that. like these big name people are in this yeah I just there's something really exciting when like big name stars co- come in to kind of like slum it a bit there was a lot of crossover in that period yeah where yeah. there was a lot of people who were doing the teen movies and they were also doing the teen horror movies and then they would mm. also show up in random other places um like uh in um um as good as it gets, is that what I'm thinking of? Where Jamie Kennedy and, oh, yeah. and Skeet, Skeet Ulrich just like Ulrich, randomly yeah. pop up, like yeah, because yeah, uh, so random. Skeet's the guy that like beats up Greg Kinnear and like steals his yeah. shit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's so random. Uh, uh, Jessica Lange in Hush with Gwyneth Paltrow when she like randomly mm-hmm. shows up in that. That that was fun. That's My not God, a very good movie, but it's, yeah, it's fun to watch j- just for her, of course, but. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush in House on Haunted Hill. I like his little yeah, turn random. there. I think that's a fun. It's a yeah, random, random piece of casting, and yet it totally works. Yeah. I mean, I guess like uh, Sleepy Hollow has a really great cast. I mean, like Miranda yeah. R- Richardson coming in. And oh just my God, she's the best part of that movie. Yeah. yeah, and she's such an esteemed actress, and and she's just coming in mm-hmm. and just oh. Oh, she's so much fun mm-hmm. in that movie. There, I mean, there's been several recently, but you know, like Lupita Nyong'o doing yeah. like us and 
little monsters, which is kind of fun. It and was sort uh, of surprising to me because when she first came onto the scene, I was like, okay, she's a very serious actress, very serious. Yeah, yeah. And then she came in and did us, and I was like, she is so fucking great in this movie. Right. <laughs> Playing two different yeah. characters and totally God, differentiate. Yeah aiding them completely and it's just her wonderful. and like you know tony collette it's like how did these oh how did these performances not get acknowledged I know. What's like, with the oscars? as much as they should have come yeah. on y'all. The, this is why they make oscars for performances yeah. like this and you're just gonna right. you're 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 not gonna nominate them like right, right. like what do they have to do like what more yeah, do they need <laughs> Do they need to, yeah, do hand handstands and like backflips while also <laughs> juggling but fiery batons? I don't know. I think it would fit into the films. I think they could make that yeah. work. E- even um, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins, Silence yeah. of the Lambs, the Lambs, for them yeah. to do that was kind of interesting at the time. And in, in fact, Michelle Pfeiffer was the first ch- choice, which is interesting because she turned she turned them down because the sc- mm-hmm. the script was too dark. She didn't yeah. like that. Um, evil one in the end she said and that's why mm-hmm. she didn't do it no well uh natalie portman black swan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i consider mm-hmm. that a horror yeah. a horror film um, i do too yeah and she's fucking great she's in it great in it oscar um, winner for that yeah. see so sometimes yes. they can nominate and let a horror person win every once in a while yeah, yeah. yeah. and they sneak like in Silence of the lambs and yeah like uh, black swan but yeah um not like shape of the shape of the fucking water. Like it's not a horror movie. I mean, Stop telling me it's a horror fish, movie, folks. Okay? That's not she horrific. fucked a fish. Hello. It's romantic. Okay. It's a yeah, romantic. Yeah. It's, it's not epic. structured like a horror film. It's, I'm I'm tired of all these um, Del Toro <laughs> movies being called horror movies. They're not horror movies. I feel like he makes more like adult fairy tales. That's kind of like his style, I guess. He does. Even something like um Eyes of Laura Mars. You know, bringing in Faye Dunaway mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones for this. Mm-hmm. Basically, totally. I mean, it, it's a glorified slasher movie. I mean really yeah. maybe a little yeah. more like an italian horror film in that sense yeah. it's, it's a little more stylized and yeah, but totally, totally, totally. I, I'm, I'm sure they tried to sell that as a thriller even though i was not a big fan of dr sleep i did like ewan mcgregor a lot in that movie so i like that he that was, was in that yeah i thought he was very um, good in that i always liked when like uh... if yvonne de carlo would make horror films mm-hmm. i like silent mm-hmm. scream and um American Gothic and stuff. I always love when she would show up, and then like just Rod up, yeah. Steiger shows up in American Gothic too, and just gives this great, crazy performance. I mean, Sam Neill got started in horror, but then mm-hmm. he became sort of more of a recognizable figure with like Jurassic Park and stuff. Yeah. And I think, it, but then he decided he to take another back. turn and go back to horror for like In the yeah. Mouth of Madness and Event Horizon. Event so Horizon, I might count that yeah, just because. That's true. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss is great in The Invisible oh, Man. I know God. she's a Scientologist and shit. But, I know. You know God, it's one of those things that just bums me out because whenever you find yeah. out someone's like a trump supporter or a, or yeah. a scientologist you're like even if you have talent i'm just like i'm kind of out but it's hard to yeah but she is really good in that movie She's like super she should have yeah. probably gotten an oscar nom for that too actually because i found mm-hmm. her really compelling in that movie and uh yeah yeah kind of bummed about that but that came out like before yes, the yeah. world went insane last year so People are yeah, like, I think true. that movie came out 14 years ago. I'm like, no, it was just last it, month. <laughs> it was like a couple months ago. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, here we are in April, like halfway to Halloween. And I'm like, I feel like Halloween was like a month ago. I what? <laughs> I don't, time doesn't make sense. But I was surprised with this movie where there's pumpkins everywhere. I forgot this movie takes place like in the fall. Oh, yeah. I just saw pumpkins strange. and like leaves flying. And, and I was like, I 
kept thinking this was like a summer movie. It was released like in it was the released summer. Released in the yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. It does explain why she's like constantly cold in this movie. It, yeah, well, there's a ghost around too, so that's part sweat. of it. Literally, every scene is her like with her arms around herself, like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god, I'm so cold." Yeah, all the big actresses in these films from this couple year period here, you know, like Nicole Kidman and the others, Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett in The Gift, Halle Berry in Gothica, and oh, yeah. uh, Naomi Watts in The Ring and Mulholland Drive. Even mm-hmm. you know, it's. Um, they got a lot of big names for these movies. They really did. And they and they give honestly some of the best performances of their careers in these movies, which mm-hmm. is surprising, mm-hmm. but really not because yeah. horror some of the best performances I've seen in my life have been in horror films because I think they yeah. require you to use all of the emotions you possibly can showcase. You have yeah, to go totally. from being happy-go-lucky sometimes to full-on terror to despair, to crying, to screaming, to losing your mind. I mean, you really have to know what you're doing. And I think horror and comedy are the two toughest genres to do right. And so when someone does it right, mm-hmm. I feel like it deserves a little more, you know, they deserve some accolades for that. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point because, yeah, when I'm watching a comedy movie or horror movie, it's very easy to... Yeah, put someone in a box and be like, okay, like they're just acting like a scared person or they're just mm-hmm. acting like, you know, this funny, goofy per- person. But like, it's really hard to find like the heart to it all. Yeah. Also, one from around this area that I, I always forget about um, Kevin Bacon in Stir of Echoes is pretty damn good in that movie. Oh, too. I thought you were going to say Hollow Man. I... <laughs> well, I guess you could count that too. That was a weird period for him. <laughs> good for him. Yes, always yes, showing yes. off his good dick. For- he has done more for Dick on screen than any of you. <laughs> than any, any of you. <laughs> what have you all been doing? <laughs> but yeah, that's a pretty good little list. There's a ton of other ones, as always, folks. Let us know. Yeah, Brian Cox has done quite a bit of horror in, oh, yeah. later on in his youth. In his youth, I should say. <laughs> later on in his youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Trick or Treat in The Ring and Autopsy oh, Jane Doe. great and in tr- Trick or Treat. great in that. We're into the movie now. And I talked plenty about the background already. I don't know if I need to say anything else about that. You know, it opened on July 21st, 2000. Did pretty damn well. It grossed $291 million against a $100 million budget. Hell yeah. Um, although, my God, this movie cost $100 million to make. Like, how? Like, it's it's well shot, but seriously. I'm like, sure the star salaries played something into it. That's true. That's true. And that's true. I, I, about I that, wonder, yeah. like, how much all the effects and stuff cost, because there, there, there are some shots in this that are pretty Im- impressive. And I do wonder, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they had to build everything on, like, a soundstage and, like, put little trap doors in to put the camera through. Like, I'm I'm sure there was all true. kinds of stuff there. but Yeah, th- this was 2000 when, you know, they could do CGI, but it cost a ton of money yeah. to do anything remotely. Um, like that critics were kind of mixed you know it has like a 47 percent on rotten tomatoes oh my god yeah about half and half there every time you talk about a rating on rotten tomatoes it just makes me hate people so much (laughs) i'm like are y'all that stupid a 47 yeah like it it was like a 77 i'd be like okay fair enough but a 47 i i know go go sit in the corner (laughs) go sit in your well yeah you belong in the well. That's where we're we're just gonna send everybody now. You're in the Every, well with Samara and Donald Trump and all the sucky people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go to your well. I'm not your fucking mommy, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're not your fucking mommy. And close the well. Audience applause. Yeah. <laughs> because the movie's over. Yes. Yeah, let's see. The, the Los Angeles Times, they called it spooky with a polished kind of creepiness added in. Nevertheless, okay. feels more planned than passionate. Mm. Scary at points, but 
unconvincing overall. Okay, Ugh, well. You're unconvincing. Um, Ebert was mixed. He gave it two stars. He oh. said um, it opens with an hour or so of standard thriller scare tactics done effectively um, and then plops into a morass of absurdity, um, which I can't really argue with him, but, like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absurdity is fun, e- Eb. Yeah. Okay. Like, it does feel like two different films, but I think it works Which thematically, like what she's going through, because she spends the entire first half of the movie, you know, she's got all this empty nest syndrome, um, she's alone in her house a lot because her husband's off working, so she creates this whole sort of mystery in her mm-hmm. head about, like, this this person next door and thinks that something's going on there, and it's only, like, halfway through the movie that she realizes, oh shit, like, I've pretty much created this all in my head, Yeah, and then uncovers something even darker looking exactly. beneath the surface right the and stakes it's like, and are it, yeah. raised so beautifully mm-hmm. in this film because yeah midway through midway through you're like okay well i guess this movie's done right and then yeah. oh no there's more there's so much more there is yeah. so much more we didn't even we don't even know what really lies beneath we don't know no, we will never know <laughs> the full extent of what lies beneath <laughs> it's a great title because there's so much <laughs> lying is. beneath the surface and she spent so much of the movie sort of deflecting and, like, not dealing with her own issues mm-hmm. and just creating this sort of external threat yeah. instead. And the second half of the movie really brings it back to her when she realizes, like, oh, shit, like, this, like, all these things that she's wanted to avoid about, you know, her life and everything, mm-hmm. she's boxed it up and hasn't talked about it. And, and it all starts to come to the surface when she starts going to therapy, too, which is yeah. a nice kind of, um, you know, turn with that, too, which I, I just, I really like that a lot. I do, too. Um, I don't know what people's problem is with this movie. I think it's wonderful. I I think it's really effective. You know, it's a little long, but yeah, I mean, there are some scenes in the second half of the film, like, you know, like there's a scene where like Norman goes and he like talks to some colleague on the phone. And I'm like, I don't know if we really need that, but it does sort of deflect the blame on him because it seems like he's kind of seen the light and he's like, Oh shit, there is a ghost in this house. And so it makes him more likable at that point. And you start Mm -hmm. to think, okay, well he might not be guilty. True. It's a pretty good performance. Oh yeah. Um, Harrison Ford here because he's because playing he's kind of the nice guy for yeah 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 so yeah good. Ebert didn't really like the supernatural angle which mm-hmm. okay but I think a lot of it works on a metaphorical angle even yeah. like just the fact that it is I mean folks you've seen this movie right like we're gonna spoil it so I go hope watch so. it but you know it's it's like this affair that he had and then of course he killed this girl it's like this one event is haunting their entire marriage so Mm -hmm. it's like the metaphor of that like this thing in the background and how she has suppressed this memory of her husband having an affair which is a really interesting kind of plot point later on where it that comes to light and she's like oh shit i've suppressed this memory for fucking years because it was so traumatic and then it caused me to have a a car wreck and i couldn't even like process it at the time yeah it's Um, just it's really i mean i didn't even know that was possible i was i didn't know you could suppress something like maybe something from your childhood like you know 20 30 years it does kind of make sense that it it was like right before she got in the car wreck so like she could have short-term memory loss from like that i think period the Um, the car wreck would probably maybe like jangle her brain a bit to where she could forget it yeah but yeah yeah they say she like wrapped her car around a tree type thing going like 80 yeah going 80 it's pretty (laughs) severe and it's nice to see a movie where, you know, a woman just gets to exist, you know? She's just yeah. kind of, it's... I mean, she's in, yeah, like, every thing ever, frame but, of yeah. the movie, essentially. Like, she's yeah. in every scene. She's got a great little arc with, yeah. like, she has spent, up until this point, like, with her daughter and uh, her husband, her, um, her new husband, her old husband died, mm-hmm. right? And they have been this sort of idyllic family to some degree. At least she 
has convinced herself of that. But mm-hmm. as she goes to therapy, she starts to like unravel that and be like, oh shit, maybe this was not so great actually. Like the things I thought were, which I think this, this happens a lot like to older women when, you know, when their their children go off to college yeah. and stuff and they get a chance to like be introspective for the first time in like ever because they're not worried about their kid as much. Exactly. She was a musician. Like she played Carnegie Hall and stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she hasn't played in, in years and years and years because of her kid and because she yeah. met Norman yeah. and, and, it's yeah, not true. It's it. I don't think it. He even says that he didn't say like you can't play, but it's just mm-hmm. you know things just got comfortable and she decided to stop and raise a family and and yeah. um, once her kid's gone, you know she's like, what do I do with my days? Like, do I take this back yeah. up again? Yeah. You know, and then, but of course, before she she can really make any any, any good choices, she's sort of taken over by this this neighbor next door who she thinks is mm-hmm. being ab- abused by her husband and. Mm-hmm. And she starts to kind of try to figure out this mystery. And one night, you know, she she looks out the window and she sees this neighbor guy carrying out what looks like a body wrapped in mm-hmm. in like plastic and sticks it into a trunk. And she's like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. And then she keeps trying to contact the 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 wife, and she's not there. She's gone. And the hu- husband shows up and is like, "Yep, she's not here." And he's acting all shifty and stuff. And she starts like spying mm-hmm. on him. And then she finds a shoe. Of the woman next door, it has this random Again, blood spot on it. The random trinkets in this movie—they just yeah. like, keep popping up. Like <laughs> this is a movie that loves props. It loves props. There's yes, like lockets and and keys and chests. Yes. And picture Which, frames that have clues. Back to the Future is a lot like that too, with like the almanac and like all these little pieces. Oh of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. I the, would say uh, that the props department got a good workout on this movie. They deserve props for their props. <laughs> props for their props. <laughs> the setting is just gorgeous too. Oh, it's the, beautiful. You know, this, Vermont, this lake house setting yeah. in Vermont, and mm. they're all waspy, and they, they, they have these dinners that are hilarious because the the men sit diagonal from each other and the women sit mm-hmm. diagonal from each other but and like nobody talks conversations to, like <laughs> over each other i it's love hilarious. the overlapping conversations because it's yeah. so realistic that scene where they, yeah. where they meet norman's friend and claire's friend from way back when and they and they don't actually mm-hmm. know that they're a couple and they meet at this re- restaurant and the girls are talking and the guys are talking and it's so realistic because it's overlapping and they're having their own conversations. And I was struck with the dialogue in a lot of the film. I don't know if it's the actors or the di- directing or maybe if it was in the script, but there's a lot of yeah. ums and I I don't know if I um, – like they, mm-hmm. they kind of start mm-hmm. and stop a, a lot, which I think is very realistic. There, there aren't a lot of um, – like fully formed thoughts constantly. It's like they start to yeah. talk and then they kind of stop and they and and they take a few steps back and try to reword things to where it sounds good. And then it's I just I thought that was really a great touch. And I'm wondering if it was like a directorial thing or an actor thing or if it, if it was always in the script. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I like the little the, the ums and the likes and the mm-hmm. um, because that's how people talk. Like, yeah, like we do. I always and... think it's weird when like you know the, in movies or plays or whatever when like people can just have this beautifully flowing organic like monologue where like they never stop (laughs) like they never just (laughs) stop and say am i saying this right maybe i should go back and like you know retrace my steps because that's what people Mm -hmm. do and i just thought this was a really like realistic way to do that yeah and i i just like 
the, just so much waspy vibes in general. Just the fact that yeah. the men are only talking to the men and the women are only talking to the women. And, like, that's just what's expected. Like, you're not really supposed to cross streams. Like, maybe every once in a while you'll, like, say something to the other person. But it's, like, I really it's so... do love that it's kind of like a Nancy Myers movie. Like, even the, is, like yeah. The, the, yeah. the casting and the house, it looks like a very, like, Nancy mm-hmm. Myers movie house. But yeah. it's, like, Nancy Myers with a secret. Which really is my idea of a perfect horror film. Like, I want a movie that's like a Nancy (laughs) Myers movie where people die. Like, something's got to give with a body count. That's like my perfect (laughs) movie. Like, just Diane Keaton just trying to solve murders. Like, that sounds like my dream film. That's what I want. That's what I want, world. So if anyone wants to do that, just uh, let me know. Something's got to give me a pickaxe or something. (laughs) Something's got to give me a pickaxe. would see it opening day <laughs> and it's notable here that harrison ford's name is norman, norman. right like a certain mr norman, norman bates you like might a remember certain mr norman bates what yeah. is it with diana scarwood being in films about crazy guys named norman i feel like she has a she has a problem with this and there's that also there's that little plot point of it's important right because it's, it's chekhov's uh, uh paralytic <laughs> drug because he's like developing oh, yeah. this in a lab right yeah because you know, he works at a college it's well done because you just think like oh that's what he's working on cool okay you know yeah. and you just yeah. kind of like don't think about it because it's in like the first like 30 it, minutes yeah. of, of the movie and it mm. doesn't come back until like the last 20 minutes of the movie so it's yeah. uh it's really cool you it, it it's it's well placed it's very well placed yeah and that damn it picture is. frame that keeps breaking you're like what is going on with this picture it happens like three times yeah, all these weird supernatural-esque things start happening. And the stereo comes on at one point. It's really yeah. loud. And, and that uh, freaking front door will not close. Oh, my God. Yeah. Their dog, Cooper, will not fetch his ball in the lake because he's so, he's so cute. that yeah. dog, I just want to pet his little nose <laughs> he's and so eat, cute. eat his little face. It's so cute. Yes. And that scene actually creeps me the fuck out because she goes yeah. in with this, like, stick trying to get the ball. Because she's like, why is the dog not like, you know, responding to the ball? And it's like yeah. you 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 can see like this slight face of, of a corpse underneath the w- water. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But I remember mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. that on the big screen and people were freaking the fuck out. Like, what is that? What is under? What lies beneath? What lies what beneath? Lies beneath? <laughs> it's like, is that what lies beneath? I don't want to see that. I don't think I can handle it. It's super creepy because dogs have like a, you know, a sixth, yeah. seventh, eighth sense about that. You know, they can see they things see that and humans hear some can't shit a lot of times. Because sometimes my dog yeah. will just like bark and stare at stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck are you barking at? We're the yeah. only people here right now. What are you doing? And they can tell when it's going to rain sometimes, mm-hmm. I swear. Like, it's, oh, yeah. Like my dogs will, like even if it's like remotely overcast, my dogs mm-hmm. will be like, nope, it's going to rain. Not going to go outside. No. Fuck, I love dogs. Oh, <laughs> They're great. They're so cute. Great. Yeah. Um, but it's, and Harrison it's just, yeah, continues to play it. This, this role super, I don't know, but like uh, she'll question him about something mm-hmm. and he will just be like, it, there'll, there'll be a moment there. Well, like there'll be a pause, yeah. like well, you can tell he's thinking about what to say and then mm-hmm. we'll just say something like the complete right thing to say that makes right. him sound completely innocent. Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting. And the, the, the beat about like him, his father was this like really right. successful college professor mm-hmm. and he's trying to, he can never live up to that. And mm-hmm. um, so there's this like kind of repressed masculinity shit going on here and yeah. um, toxic, you know, uh, He'll never the be way like that he was dad. raised. Yeah. He, he was, yeah, he was never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- so they give him like a little bit of a motivation. So it doesn't just come out of nowhere at the end. It it's, really doesn't. I mean, it's, yeah. as I was watching it la- last night, I remember being kind of taken by the fact that what he's doing, doing makes perfect sense actually 
mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's not like this evil person like cackling like oh you found my plan and now i'm going to have to kill you <laughs> like it's right. like he's like i don't right. want to do this like i hope you know that like this isn't fun for me like i don't want to do it but if you're going to tell the police about this like what other choice do i have like i'm not going to ruin my life because you want to tell them that i killed someone like can't we just keep this a secret yeah. and she's like no and he's like well i guess i gotta kill you you know I'm it's like the, I get the moral it. relativism, the moral relativism at all, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like he doesn't want to have to do this, but yeah. like you know, if it's gonna save his ass, then you know it's why like, not? It <laughs> really makes perfect sense. I'm like, wow, that's you don't really see that very often. Where uh, for this you know, like character, yeah, yeah, this kind of pseudo sociopathic character, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, because the whole movie is him gaslighting her essentially, and mm-hmm. uh, anytime she comes to him, he, I mean, he he sounds like a perfectly nice guy. You know, when yeah. she explains that she's having an issue, he's like, "Let's let's take you to the therapist, and yeah. you know, we'll we'll find ways to make this better." And um, yeah, I love how he actually tells her to go see a therapist. Like most, yeah, that's what characters in these would not yeah. do that. They'd be like, "Yeah, don't go see a therapist because no. something something's gonna come out. Like that repressed memory is gonna resurface." Yeah, exactly. Like that is kind of interesting. Yeah, and uh, I think he just doesn't. He, he, I mean, I think he does want to help her mainly because he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's like, the quickest way to do that is just going to be to send you to therapist. You'll work yeah. through everything and then you'll come back and uh, you'll be fixed and everything. And, um, and it, what I mean, she, she keeps discovering trinkets. She discovers a, a key in the heater vent. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a clue? Who knows? I think it's a clue. It, it, I mean, everything there's there's there like a million red herrings in this. It, again, she's like you said, she, she's trying to solve this mystery with no knowledge of the fact that there is a different mystery going on Mm -hmm. that directly relates to her. Yeah. um, She's trying to solve the wrong mystery. Yes. Yes. Um, Because a big part of it, she doesn't want to look beneath, you know, she doesn't want to look inside and see the issues that are actually happening. She Mm -hmm. would rather project this onto her next door neighbor uh, played by Miranda Ott, Miranda Otto. Yeah. Um, yeah, her character is uh, interesting yeah. because, uh, you know, the big twist midway through, hopefully y'all have seen it, mm-hmm. is that she is not dead. She was just visiting her mom for a bit because they got into like some kind of a fight and she's just so consumed by love and passion for this man that she had yeah. a mental breakdown in her garden. I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't know anyone who's ever done that. I'm like, that's that's new. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Like, yeah. I love him so much. I just have to cry and pretend I can't breathe. I... I'm like, who does that? Calm down, girl. I love when she's describing it to Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's like, yeah. "Have you ever been in this situation?" She's <laughs> Michelle's like, uh, like, "Sure." sure. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> sure. "Okay, yeah, I, I guess." Uh, I guess. It's like, yeah. should I have been? Damn, maybe I'm in the wrong relationship because no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. maybe that's the seed that's planted. That maybe something's wrong. Maybe Miranda Otto is in the right relationship, but yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's in the wrong one because she never felt that that all-consuming love. It could be. Mm. Mm. It's, that's the, the, the deeper metaphor. What lies here, right? beneath yeah. that little scene? What lies beneath? Just keep going deeper. Ooh. We just keep digging, 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 digging. Mm. Yeah, even at her like therapy sessions, she's having trouble really digging in really deep. She'd rather just, she, like, she's like, oh, everything is great. My, my, my marriage is great. This, all this is temporary. Yeah. It's going to go away. Not acknowledging the fact that there have probably been issues for years mm-hmm. that she has just kind of buried deep within, right? Mm-hmm. And the there's stuff the going lake. like on in her bathroom too, where like she'll walk in there and the tub is mysteriously filled. Yeah, and, you're uh, like, what's going on? There's like steam. so she's convinced herself. Yeah, the steam and everything, and then it says, "I know on the not I still know, but just yeah. I know." At on least the, they were the smart bathroom. enough to not do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. She'll just walk in there and and there will be steam everywhere. And then at one point she does yeah. actually see a ghost, and she's like, "It looked like me, kind of." Except she had green eyes, and mm-hmm. she's like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. But yeah. then 
um, after that, like she sees that on her computer, there's like this, this typing and it, and it, and it just says M E F M E F over and over again. And she's like, what, what does that mean? Well, the woman next door is named Mary fewer. So she's like, clearly it's Mary, whatever fewer, right? Convenient. Yeah. Convenient. Very yeah. convenient. Yeah. That's, that might be a little yeah. bit of a problem. Yeah. That's a little too. And convenient. they tried, I mean, she grabbed her friend Jody at one point and she was like, let's, let's have a little Ouija session. <laughs> yeah. Seance. Best scene of the movie. <laughs> it's so great because there's this like bottle of wine, just like sitting there in the center of the screen and maybe cheeses. I don't even know, yeah. but it's just like these two waspy women women just let's, mm. let's have a seance what could go wrong <laughs> i love jody because she reminds me of like a lot of women that my mom was friends with back in the day <laughs> like awesome. just very yeah. free-spirited and fun like recent divorcee you know just having yeah. fun making jokes drinking wine i i just just a mm. good per- person to have in your corner you know she is she's open to the supernatural yeah. and like vaguely medium-esque yeah, yeah she she uh, gives her books about you know witchcraft and witchcraft demonology yeah. which comes in handy mm-hmm. later on it does because ultimately you know they they do discover that mary is a- alive and so mm-hmm. maybe this whole ghost thing is just claire losing her mind like maybe she's just got some stuff to deal with and and that's and that's when she goes to the shrink you know and yeah. And um, but then the haunting stuff keeps happening, and then eventually that picture, that damn picture at the Dupont par- party, falls again, and she sees that on the other side of the newspaper clipping, there's an article about a missing girl named Madison Elizabeth something, and she's like, wait, I need to see, mm-hmm. I need to look at all the missing persons, and she finally sees. That there's a person named Madison Elizabeth Frank who's gone missing, and she loads mm-hmm. the picture. The picture takes forever to load because it's in back in the di- <laughs> dial-up days. It's just like yeah. pixel, pixel, p- pixel. There, it's clear. Um, yeah, and uh, and it looks just like the girl that she saw in the bathtub. And she's like, "What? Why is this girl haunting mm-hmm. me?" And then there's a new mystery to unravel. And she uh, she goes to meet her mom, and that's a great scene. I think the mom in this is really great. There's oh, she's it's, very it's haunting. Yeah. Like it's a haunting scene because it's just so sad. And she's like, sometimes I turn up the TV because it makes it feel like oh there's somebody god. here, and I'm like, oh my it's god, it's so, so sad. sad. This is just like a great like talk about a scene stealer. Like you just because you remember yeah. her once this is done, and yeah. that's when she finds a lock of her hair. And she uses the the magic and demonology book to use the lock of hair to I'm assuming be possessed by her spirit. This scene is fucking nuts. It's it just, so it feels cool. like a totally a totally different movie, but it's great. It turns into <laughs> like kind of like a sleazy Skinamax movie where she oh, just like yeah, she like Norman comes home and she's just like waiting and she's like, Hello professor, here's an apple, you bad boy. Yeah. And she's like, Have you ever tasted the forbidden yeah. fruit before? She's pretty much like Selena Kyle from um, yeah. Batman Returns, yeah, she's this like, like catwoman bringing character. In the catwoman yeah. stuff and Yeah. That's and, probably why uh, they wanted her for this role because totally. she could, like do this, yeah. And so she's all like slinky and seductive and then like she's on top mm-hmm. of him and you think that she, he's about to get stabbed with a letter opener. That's very basic instinct. Yeah. Right? Like slowly reaching for like, it. Oh, and then, this is going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. then she like, tur- I, this is the part I don't get. So she, she, she turns and looks into the mirror and sees Michelle Pfeiffer like drenched in rain. Standing there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being surprised. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like her flashing back to when she saw them together. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I didn't even think about that. that. That probably, yeah, now you say that, yeah. And then comes one of the coolest effects in the movie, which has been co- copied mm-hmm. since. I think they copied it in Scary Movie 2, where mm-hmm. she says, I think she's starting to suspect something. And he's like, who? Mm-hmm. Your wife. And as she Your comes wife. in, her face changes into Madison. And he freaks out and, like, pushes her off. And she drops the l- yeah. lock of hair. And then she's like, oh, yeah. my God. I remember what happened. I saw you two together, and that's why I wrapped my car around the tree, because I mm-hmm. I, I walked in and saw y'all having sex, and 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 yeah. he's like, no, 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 and stuff. And so now she knows. She knows that this was a thing, and she and she 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 goes to see J- Jody, and sh- and she's like, yeah, I pro- probably should have told told you that. Um, I saw Norman and this girl, and they were having a fight in this cafe in this small town called Adamant, and. And I wanted to go over there, but I was just, I just couldn't do it. And then a few days later, you had that spell where you wrapped your car around the tree and I was at the hospital and I saw Norman being so sad that he was going to lose you. And I thought, oh, well, maybe this was just a thing. It was just a fling. And, and so that kind of puts her at ease and she goes back home because she thinks, well, he must really love me then. She like unintentionally, yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, sets her up for failure here, but uh, with the husband because yeah she goes back home and oh, yeah. everything seems okay for the most part and he's a pol- he's all apologetic and he can't really seem to keep his story 100 percent straight but like she doesn't really question it too much well, because like w- when when she first gets gets back there like the electricity's yeah. out and she discovers that somehow he's been in the bathtub and he was electrocuted by the um the right, hair dryer right. so now she thinks the ghost is trying to kill him yeah and she it was a smart like, smart move on his yeah, oh yeah a, yeah totally soci- from a sociopath point of view yeah because yeah. <laughs> it makes it seem like he's a victim too and yep. mm-hmm. now they're both being targeted by this by this ghost but he's still like oh i'm fine it'll be fine yeah he makes up this whole story about how she was really suicidal and mm-hmm. uh kept threatening to kill herself and then eventually came over and like did kill herself at their house or something and yeah. then right and then he so he like pushes the car into the lake into with the her lake, in it yeah and, it's just it's too many so many holes yeah in the that's story, what but... eventually comes out because he doesn't volunteer that at first he's just like yeah she right. was suicidal and then i guess she just left and like disappeared and claire's like okay mm-hmm. cool so they kind of go back to nor- normal for a bit and then like she she takes the lock of hair again and gets possessed by her again and that leads her to the lake and she dives in mm-hmm. and she discovers that at the bottom of this lake is this chest and yeah. so then when Norman's asleep, she goes back out there and like digs it up. And that's when she discovers this locket that she, that she had that she had on. And she's like, oh, my God, like, what's this doing at the bottom of the lake? And that's when he finally says, like, OK, here's what really happened. I might have like pushed her car into the lake. Like, let's just not call the police. And she's like, um, no, you're going to need to call the police. So what he does is he calls 411 instead of 911. And pretends to be talking to the police and then he goes and like takes a shower and she's like i wonder if he really called and she presses like star 69 and it says 411 and that's when he pops out and uses that uh that lab stuff he's been paralytic working on yeah yeah and so Mm -hmm. she tries to escape but she can't move because she's been paralyzed and he he drags her into the that's the bathtub that's where we get some of the the great um, shots of below the floorboard. I don't know scene, how they like the did shooting. that. I have it's, no it's amazing, idea. Yeah. Like they had to have had some kind of green screen thing where they're, I don't mm-hmm. know that uh, some of these camera moves. I'm like, good Lord Zemeckis. Like, 
leave some yeah, room so for cool. someone else. Like this is so freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like it's 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 masterful. It's because really it most of the, most of the film is is shot pretty straight for the most part until yeah. the last act of the film where it just goes crazy. And he starts br- yeah. just pulling out all the stops because then like he he drags her into the into the ba- bathroom and that's like an overhead shot and then it goes like past the bathtub and then like onto the other side of the bathtub and it's like it's like how are you pulling this off like I'm assuming it was mm-hmm. a set but yeah. it's just it's just so cool and then it gives us the one of the best jump scares of all time where yeah. he sees the necklace on her and he decides to take it off and when he takes it off and then puts her back in the tub her face is changed into the corpse of madison and he freaks out and he like runs into like the mirror and it splashes and he hits his head on the sink and there's blood everywhere yeah yeah passes out and then she's like she can't move and the bathtub is filling up and it's really scary this is like the most iconic scene of this movie that everybody remembers right with i mean it's it's i feel like all these movies had like a scene that was like so super iconic and like scary movie would then go and like make fun of like in the others (laughs) it was like I, I am your daughter, you know, that scene. And then in the ring, it was just like anything with the well. And mm-hmm. like, there was just always just this one really visual, uh, striking, uh, visceral oh, yeah. kind of scene. And th- that's this one in this movie where she's just like trying to get out of this tub and she's like, she's trying everything she can, but she's still yeah. mostly paralyzed. And like a bad sequence of events where like she tries to get the chain undone, but it, it snaps. Breaks. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's like a five minute long scene of her trying to like it not is. drown. It's gripping. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. And finally, yeah. she, like, breaks the stopper out, and then the yeah. water drains. And when she looks back down and tries to get out of the tub, Norman's gone. And she does this really smart, smart thing where she grabs this this piece of the broken mirror so that, so that she can look behind herself as she's sneaking out. I'm like, that's kind of brilliant. We talked about this last week. Like, it's always cringeworthy when someone grabs something sharp like that like when yeah you know i was like get a towel girl like, get get a towel because she yeah she can't hold it very well she's kind of no. like just like sticking it out like in yeah. front of her like, I'm, oh, like oh, I'm gonna poke you if you come I'm near like, me even if he pops out and you try to st- stab him you're gonna cut your hand and it's gonna hurt and i don't yeah. want to see that it's gonna hurt and yeah. so she's like holding it out and like trying to look behind her at the same time it's kind of like a mm-hmm, little portable mm-hmm. rear view mirror Convenient, yeah and she sees finally that he's on the floor downstairs and he's passed out you know yeah. he didn't really make it you know and and so she tries to grab the fu- oh god this fucking scene is so intense she's just she's mm-hmm. walking by his hands and you're like he's gonna grab her he's gonna fucking grab her hand and it's like I just oh it's so scary and she tries to get the phone out from under him because he's like on top of the phone and she tries to get it and then his hand twitches and she's like ah <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so scary and then yeah. she grabs the keys and it's just like I'm out of here and then his eye pops open and then the chase is on and she realizes that she got the wrong keys for the wrong car so she has to like go to the other car which is this old like beat up truck with the um boat attached and yeah. she gets on and, and 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 she drives to this bridge and there it's already worked into the plot where they've discussed that you can't make a call from your cell cell phone until t- you get to the middle of the bridge yeah this convenient yeah. plot point which <laughs> but don't they how does he it makes uh, sense did they use a landline with the for the cops earlier is that why yeah he was yeah, able to call yeah, the cops yeah. okay so it, it's only the cell reception yeah, the that cell. Doesn't work. Okay, that which in two, that two, 2000 was pretty co- common so yeah yeah um, that, that makes sense and even now i guess in some places maybe i don't know uh 
Yeah. And so she she gets to to the bridge and calls, but it's too late because Norman has attached himself to the back of the truck and he has a hammer. He breaks through and grabs her, and they're and she's trying to drive and she's screaming into the phone, you know, help me, I'm I'm on the bridge, which I don't think would really help anybody because they're like, what bridge, you know? And yeah. uh, and then she sees the ghost of Madison and Madison and 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 she and she drives through her and then they end up in the lake. And they're drowning, and the and the car's like filling up with water and stuff, and yep. this like this pole that's attached to the the boat like falls through and impales like the car that Madison was in at the bottom of the lake, and it like brings her corpse up to the surface, and she just mm-hmm. kind of starts to float up, and then mm-hmm. she grabs Norman and like drags him down, and then Claire can escape. And, uh, I remembered the the CGI of this being worse than it actually is. It's, it's actually, actually pretty, pretty good. Decent. The yeah. the only the only CGI that kind of made me go eh was the last scene where it's like snowing. The first mm. shot where it kind of like fades yeah. in from the lake into the snow, and the snow is yeah. falling. It's the wide shot, and I'm like, that looks like really fake snow. But right. then you can tell right. in the close ups on Michelle Pfeiffer, they use like real fake snow on the set but it's just in that in, in that first wide shot i was like oh that looks a little computer computer gameish but I... yeah i could see that and when they're when they're driving on the bridge occasionally uh, yeah it, it looked a little because yeah, i do remember overall, seeing how they shot that scene where like it it starts off mm-hmm. like way back and then it goes through the bridge and then through the car window onto her and and i saw that was like a mm-hmm. green a green screen thing i think and yeah so the uh, yeah. madison drowns Norman and then is reverted into her lovely self. I don't know what that's about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's like yeah, her, her soul because, yeah. going off into mm-hmm. the other side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, she had um, unfinished business. She, so did. she had to she did. deal with that. And yeah. boy, did she deal with it. She dealt with it very well. You go, girl. But now, what if, like, if they did a sequel to this, like, however many years later, mm-hmm. and Norman comes back and he's like the ghost and he's like haunting her and, like, you know? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be okay with that. Know. <laughs> I don't think they ever would. I but, would yeah. see a sequel where Claire goes back to New York and resumes her mm-hmm. music career and falls for like Javier Bardem or some shit. I don't know, and just like has like an eat, pray, love affair or something. That's I'm gonna need a ghost in here somewhere to keep my attention. But <laughs> okay, fine. She moves into a brown a brownstone where a girl was killed, and she has to figure yeah. that out too. Okay. okay. In the meantime, how the- <laughs> how these kind plots of- converge? I haven't cracked yet but they it's could more work kind of a secondary storyline yeah it's yeah, more just the, like a yeah, like la, like a fun b plot like maybe her yeah. her jody in this <laughs> sequel is just the ghost like they just hang out and the drink ghost. wine and like <laughs> okay. talk about stuff like well back in my day before i killed myself and became a ghost i used to drink wine and i think you should yeah. give this guy a shot he seems really nice he's 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 good for yeah. you and your career and your daughter mm-hmm. re- really seems to like him give it a shot because let me tell you, life is short, kiddo. And then, there, and then there's like a really sad scene where like she has to say good goodbye to the ghost and like move away. It's like a tiered shirt shirker. I, think I have I've this seen whole this thing movie. planned. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's been greenlit. Okay, yeah, Michelle okay. said yes. She's in. Ooh, yeah. I've got it. It can be called What yeah. Lies Above, because the ghost is in like the attic or some shit, or like in the okay. apartment above her. 
I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, How you like that dream? DreamWorks. As long as it's not like CGI central, because that's pretty much what Zemeckis has like got into these days. Of just like everything has to be CGI, everything. That's what the, well, the Witches remake was like. That he was one of the early pioneers of of that, and it's he weird was. that like some of the older stuff looks better than the newer stuff. Like Death Becomes Her looks like, yeah. so great, and if they tried to make that now, yeah. it would just be like, is this a cartoon? Even like I rewatched the Lord of the Rings trilogies; those movies look really fucking good. They mm-hmm. look like they were made like ten years ago, and it's yeah. like, how has CGI gotten? like worse almost because it's been it's so overused and it's yeah. just everything has to be in cgi and whereas it was smart and they just used it in like very specific sequences in these movies and I don't know. yeah it, it, to me it's like good practical special effects they 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 have to be shot and lit right and cut right or yeah. else they don't work and speaking of high definition how is this movie not on blu-ray it isn't like germany or something Fucking bastards but like, bastards it makes no sense it's not like this is like a little tiny film no. like it made Made quite a, a bit of money. money like it doubled its but over doubled its yeah. budget like it's that's a hit y'all come on like, that is a damn is hit like yeah. okay doesn't make you've any got sense. harrison ford michelle pfeiffer why are they not on yeah. blu-ray meanwhile we're getting like all these 4k releases of shit i don't care about yeah. like give me like at least give me a blu-ray of this like i mean they are putting on. out the fucking stepford wives remake and the remake of the haunting before this shameful <laughs> oh my god shameful <laughs> Watch that movie have like a ninety nine on Rotten Fucking Tomatoes. Oh, or I'm some sure shit. it doesn't. Like, but I'd, it, it, I'd be so mad. Yeah, it has a 16 percent. Okay, that's that about checks out. Uh, My faith in humanity's oh. been a little restored. But. Although maybe because we're talking about what lies beneath, we'll get a Blu-ray soon that's, because it's happened. we have that it's power. Happened. It's happened before. I, have, yeah. I remember we have talked about Dropped It, Gorgeous, uh, mm-hmm. Eyes of a Stranger. He knows you're alone. Mm-hmm. These movies are, com- are coming to Blu-ray, yeah. and I don't know if yep. it's because of our magical powers, because Killer Party and yep. Hello M- Mary Lou are still just like MIA, but we're still hoping. Yeah, and praying. we should probably break out our Ouija board just in yeah. case, and you know, summon the dark spirits and try to get this going. I wish I got to lock commune of hair. I got... with the spirit of <laughs> Killer Party. <laughs> I'll cut off you know a bit of my hair, yeah. and you can grab some of your jewelry from your Do jewelry it. box, and yeah. we'll get all your trinkets, and it'll be yeah, it'll be great. Um, I'll find that shoe that has a drop of blood on it randomly. Yep. Did they ever explain the drop of blood on the the shoe? Like, what what Uh, was that about? (laughs) Like, maybe she was a dancer and she just (laughs) went too hard (laughs) at it. In those fucking shoes? Good lord, Al. Well, that's what lies beneath. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, we didn't talk much about the score. It's super creepy, too. Oh, Alan Silvestri, yeah. Alan Silvestri, who did, like, all the uh, stuff with. Robert Zemeckis. Um, what's his face? Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? Yeah, Zemeckis. Yeah, and all yeah. of the stuff. I think uh, he even did the Tales from the Crypt episodes that he did. I mean, he's just mm, done them all. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. of course, my favorite score of his is Father of the Bride. I just think it's really beautiful. But... Mm. And Death Becomes Her. I do love the Death Becomes Her score. Oh yeah, that's Death so Becomes Her. This yeah. seems like a film that's like a really good gateway horror film because a lot of people that don't usually like horror films seem to like this movie. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering what that's about. I guess because because I actually consider this movie to be pretty scary. So I'm like. Usually people that don't like horror movies don't like movies that are actually scary. They just like kind of like the more cozy, yeah. like, like you know, Hand That Rocks the Cradle kind of stuff. That's not really scary, but it's yeah. sort of suspenseful. Um, so I'm the scares are a little, like, few and far between. But, like, mm-hmm. when you get to the last act, there's definitely a lot oh, of, great. like, kind of jump moments that get you. It is, like, a domestic drama, mm-hmm. I think, at the end of it. Like, domestic yeah. drama thriller um, with, like, some supernatural bits thrown in. I don't agree with Ebert that that takes away from it i it think does it not, kind of adds Roger. to it it gives it this kind of it makes it more acceptable for horror i think yeah. a lot of times because there's something supernatural going on i think if it was just like a domestic thriller then i think you'd get the whole argument of like this doesn't belong here you know yeah i feel um, like and some people still say that if but, this yeah. was made today they'd prob- probably keep most of the first hour but then yeah. the rest of it would turn into something very different yeah 
yeah, I oh, just, so good. I just think it's really, really effective. It's so and, well made, uh, so well cast, and it is. Ugh, just, it's just pure class. More films with just women existing and discovering things about themselves, yeah. and yeah. Oh. Well, do we have a couple overlooked gems to wrap up mm-hmm. this one? A blade in the dark. Ah, have I discussed? You're gonna say blade? No. <laughs> All right. No, no. <laughs> this is a Italian picture. And mm. it is by yes. Lamberto Bava, Mario Bava's son. I love Bava. How I have know. I not seen this? It's yeah. really pretty mm. cool. It, I think it was made for mm. Italian TV, believe it or not, but it was deemed yeah. as too violent. And you will understand why mm. when you watch it, because it is very, okay. very violent. It's about a film composer who is working on a film in this kind of secluded villa. And someone doesn't want him working on this movie. They don't want the film to come out. So they start to kill everybody around him. And uh, in very graphic ways, um, there's a twist that you could say is a little problematic these days um, in in a similar vein as like Psycho or Dressed to Kill. So I'm sure you know what that means. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yes. it's uh, but it's done in such a ridiculous fashion that it just kind of makes me laugh. Um, mm-hmm. But it's some of the set pieces in this film are really crazy. I mean, just mm-hmm. as and the music's great. It's got a great music score. I believe it's on Amazon Prime, I think, or either Shutter or one of those things. And uh, it's it's worth cool. checking out. It has not made it to Blu-ray that I know of. I wish it would. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy it. Very interesting sort of slasher, giallo, gialli. I I've gotten some shit about my uh, the the way I say it. So I don't know how to say it. I'm very self-conscious about well, it. Gialli, <laughs> giallo. <laughs> well, I mean, I look. I took Italian diction. It's it's yeah. G- you have to pronounce each each vowel, so it's giallo. But when you say it fast G- enough, it's just giallo. 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 Yeah, you don't need to say the whole thing. Giallo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting the i in there. Giallo. I guess you're saying it the i like giallo. I, I don't know. Oh well, you say how you want to say. It's it, a you know, big meatball. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You, you, you do you. Listen, I'm sorry um, if I've offended anybody with my pronunciation of beautiful Italian words because I love Italian words. I don't know which one's right. Giallo. 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 Yeah. Okay. I got it. By George, she's got it. We'll have to do it. A month of those at some point. Because I'm not too big on them, but I would be interested for you to open my eyes and tell me why I should like some of these. I could pick some that are, like, really sleazy and ridiculous that you might have some fun fun with. Those are the ones I tend to like. Some of them are, like, really really bad. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll do that at some point this year. Watch the giallo. The giallo. Yes. Yes. That's so awful. I'm sorry, everybody. I think what you need to do is every time you say it, say it a little bit differently so that... (laughs) Giallo? No, Gilo, 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 starring Jennifer Gilo. Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Oh my God. Okay. Do you um, have a Gilo? I, I, I don't have a Gilo, but I do have, I do have a film. Yes. Okay. Um. So we're not covering like super recent stuff this month. I mean, I guess we are because we're post, you know, two thousand, which yeah. is recent for us anyway. Well, but you know, I was thinking about like. Um, some of the more recent Girls with Ghost movies mm-hmm. and the one that I liked, um, The Pact, that was pretty decent. God, I still have to see with, that. Um, I have to see this movie. It's not bad. It's not bad. Nicholas McCarthy, who did like The Prodigy and whatever the hell, At Devil's Door, whatever the hell he did other, otherwise. And uh, 
So the plot here, you know, after their mother passes away, sisters Nicole and Annie reluctantly return to their childhood home to pay their last respects. While staying overnight in the house, the sisters sense a mysterious presence is in their midst. Noises startling them in the night, objects moving about, a fallen picture of an unknown woman posed next to their mother. Uh, Annie begins experiencing a series of intense and disturbing dreams, visions that lead her to uncover something terrible about her mother's past that is finally revealing itself. Mm. It's pretty enjoyable. It's a it's a kind of a slow burn, um, really atmospheric kind of thing. Um, but I still like it's pretty character driven, like what lies beneath is and um, a little bit of a vibe, even like some of the, the twists that occur kind of remind me of that. I'm not going to say too much else than that, but it's uh, and there's a just I don't know. It's it's a low budget, but you know, um, it kept my attention the whole time and twist after twist after twist until you get to the end. And maybe some people won't like the end. I'm sure Roger Ebert wouldn't like the end, but uh, it had R.I.P. But actually, he was still alive when this one came out. But so I don't. There might be a review of him, but but yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you want some more recent kind of girls with ghost stuff. It doesn't have a huge budget. Like that's what I think separates these ones from the early 2000s. Like they had huge budgets, like a hundred million dollars yeah. for this film. It's crazy. But um, if you want something more recent, that's kind of a low budget thing. I, I definitely recommend it. There's a sequel too. I haven't seen. I've heard it's not very good. But, oh yeah, um, Katie Lotz. Um, is that her name? Katie Lotz. I think is her name. She came back for it too. But hmm. so worth checking out. I don't know well, if it's streaming anywhere, but it's out there. I want to say it was on cool. Netflix at least recently because it, well, it it's been on my watch list for about like seven years. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. one of those that I'm just like I, one day I'm gonna get to it. Also. This month is our one-year anniversary, which is nuts. What are y'all going to get us? Um, I think this is our 48th episode, so our wow. 50th episode is going to air the third one this month. So watch out because oh we got something God. good picked. It's going to be a good time. Also, really quick shout-out to one of our Patreon followers, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Tier. Thanks, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. She is in our $3 tier. Oh, on... big spender. I know. She's one of our spooky house guests, <gasps> so thanks for stopping by because we have parties like every weekend up on haunted hill and Mm -hmm. everyone is welcome as long as you you know pay the the small fee to you know (laughs) attend and if you drink too much Uh, we got a cool bet guest room it's haunted by three ghosts but they're really nice so they're really nice they're like the 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 uncles from Casper, yeah. like they'll, they'll show you a good time. They, really they might will. get you killed in like a construction they site, might. but you'll come back as a ghost yeah. and it'll be fine. And, and then you can just hang yeah. out with us all the time. Uh, I think that's everything. Yes. Yeah. Y'all know where we to find a lot us, and, you know. We're yes, you can find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the Instagram. Uh, we're on and... Facebook and Twitter at HOHH Podcast and Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that, but please be nice. Be nice. And please be nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, like we said, we're on Patreon. We just released an episode on Adam's family values. We did. Woo, that was a really, that was a really fun episode. Good old time. Record, so, so yeah, we'll be back next next week with some more girls with ghosts. We got <gasps> ghosts. Will it we be? Got, we got girls with ghosts. We, we got, got girls, girls with ghosts. <laughs> the theme song you created. Do you like this my month. theme it's, song? It's, it's fun. <laughs> Do y'all think it works? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> We've lost our marbles. Can y'all tell I'm a very serious musician? (laughs) (laughs) Compositions. You were just possessed by the girls and ghosts and they made you do it. They're like, I think this needs a theme song. It's a special event. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Adieu, everyone. To you and you and you.